0: In today's show, we're recapping all of the news, looking back at the games from Thursday as well. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked on, Van- fantasy, basketball, not fantasy, Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the app that helps you save money by identifying and stopping paying for the subscriptions that you don't need or want, and even negotiating better deals on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Let's talk news. Lots of stuff going on in the NBA. Um, I was going to say some positive news, but I'm not sure there is really much positive news going on. Man, that's a bit, being a bit too negative. The positive news is that Klay Thompson looks like he'll be returning on uh, December 28th. Remember, have your expectations low. Minutes low. Games missed. Uh, minutes restrictions for a long time. The dude hasn't played since July—not July, June 2019. Remember, before COVID, he hasn't played since then. Um, so he's what two and a half years older, and devastating leg injuries. It's a long time, man. He'll be—I'm sure he'll still be pretty good. He's not going to be the same, Clay Thompson. There's going to be so many restrictions on him. And I'm not sure that he's even going to be a worthwhile fantasy guy. I, I don't know. Now let's go negative. Zion reevaluated in four to six weeks. All right, so that rules him out of obviously the rest of this year. Um, pushes towards the end of January. I, I would think post-All-Star break is a realistic expectation. And even then, I'm not certain. That's hoping everything goes well. And it obviously hasn't so far. I don't believe that you have to hold on to Zion Williamson in fantasy leagues. Yep, open IR slot, no worries. Weekly league, stash ability, no problem. Roto Games cap, stash him. Sure, no worries. That caveat always applies. In any other scenario, I don't think you can hold him. The Kings are dealing with some COVID situations themselves. they got Bagley out, Terrence Davis out, De'Aaron Fox now. But the interesting thing with De'Aaron Fox and Alex Len is they both said they were in the COVID protocols, but they are only doubtful for tomorrow. So this might not be a 10-day thing from them. So keep an eye on that. What it could mean is they had a positive test and now they've returned a negative test. So net, maybe they'll need to return another negative test tomorrow and there's a chance they play or there's a chance they just miss the one game. Like Malik Monk, who's back already from the Lakers. Yeah, Some of this stuff is not an automatic 10-day out. So just watch that one with the Kings. I don't mind scooping Davion Mitchell with Fox out. Holmes is also doubtful for tomorrow and Len is doubtful. So Tristan Thompson, Shemezi Metu, Damian Jones is a streamer. They are all possibilities now. But Mitchell, probably the priority there. Let's go back to good stuff. OG Ananobi. He's back. Him, the big sneeze, pressure to chew and the big tree, Ken Birch, they're all questionable. They're either going to return for the next game or the game after, I would guess, I hope. Um, we'll see what that does for Barnes. We'll see what it does for Boucher. We'll see what it does for Trent. We'll see what it does for everybody. But it's great news that they are on the way back. Looks like Zach Levine's not going to be back until after Christmas. That is a long exclusion due to COVID. I don't know why exactly the he has been. You know, said that he won't be back until Christmas. That is more than ten days. That's something to watch. And then in LA, Russell Westbrook and Avery Bradley, Malik Monk's out of the protocols, but Westbrook and Bradley go into the protocols, and they have signed Isaiah Thomas. I do not believe that Isaiah Thomas, who is going to be signed, hasn't yet going to be signed on a hard day, hardship extension ten day contract is going to be useful enough for most fantasy leagues. Do do you think that that he'll come in and start? Or will they start LeBron at point guard? Will they start Rajon Rondo at point guard? Will they start Kent Bazemore in there next to James to let LeBron handle the point guard spot? I don't think that Thomas is coming in, playing 28 minutes a night, and then leaving. I just don't think that's happening. Reeves, Allington, Rondo, Bazemore... All these guys are going to get a crack at things. Thomas will get some minutes. It might be 20, but I honestly, I could be wrong on this. I don't think that he's going to be out there running 30 minutes a night with 30 usage like he did in his heyday in Boston. He's just not going to do that. So I wouldn't personally waste an ad in a 12-team league on Isaiah Thomas. I think it's more likely they start Bazemore or Rondo or Reeves. I think they'll start Reeves anyway because Bradley's out. Then they slide Isaiah in there straight away. Could be wrong, of course. Bobby Portis, the other one in the health and safety protocols in Milwaukee. Again, this doesn't mean that I'm adding DeMarcus Cousins. I don't think that means DeMarcus plays 30 minutes. I think he'll play like 24, 23 max. You'll get Mamakalashvili getting the other minutes there. Of course, Thanasis and Giannis Antetokounmpo are both also out, along with Portis and Lopez. So their front court's really thin. I think they'll play minutes with Pat Connaughton at center. I just don't think that Boogie is going to be able to play 30 a night. I would add Cousins probably over Isaiah Thomas, personally. Because the options there at centre are so limited. But I do think they'll probably start Mamokevishvili and bring Cousins off the bench in maybe a 24-24 split. That would be my guess. Could be wrong on that one easily as well. But I just don't think he's got the legs in him to be a a 30-minute-a-night guy after playing, what, two games this season? I don't think... I don't think that'll be the case. Again, I could be wrong. Um... What for, Christian Lawrence Santos? Says what are the chances? What are the odds? What are the odds? Yeah, what are the odds? That is that's the correct term, of Alperen Shengun, the delicate dancer, making the all rookie first team. Now we'll talk about this later on, but Shengun was not good today. I think he's still got a massive chance to make that first team because we know that Mobley, Cunningham, and Barnes are locked in there. And then it's like Duarte. It's um, yeah Mitchell. It's Suggs. It's Green. None of those guys have stood out. I think there's a real chance of him getting probably the fifth spot on that all all rookie first team. And I've labeled I'm labeling it a seventy eight percent. Drop your other wattfos down below, but let me know also what you think about this one. Now I did this one before today's game. It doesn't really change my opinion. It obviously looks stupider after his performance today, but it doesn't change my opinion that he should be able to get into that um, to get into that position. So just Just, um, yeah, drop it below. Tell me what you think of that one. Guys, today's show, it is brought to you by Truebill. You know that problem that we all have with too many subscriptions and too many that we can't even keep track of them. If you got rid of all the subscriptions that you don't need, how much money could you actually save? Well, Truebill's here so you can find out. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or the ones that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill, and because companies make it hard to cancel, Truebill is here to make it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash locked on Go right now. Truebill.com slash Locked On NBA, it could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Locked On NBA. Okay, let's look at the top added players over the last 24 hours. Number one is Kessler Edwards. Makes sense. Back-to-back for them on the weekend also. Strong ad. Blake Griffin up 37%. Yep, good ad for him as well. Now, does he play both in the back-to-back? That's a little bit iffy. Isaiah Hartenstein up 19%. Continues to play at, a, at an extraordinarily high level, Hartenstein does. Um, even with the fact that Ivica um, uh, Zubac is ahead of him in the rotation. He has been absolutely crazy. Um, just just getting note here from Woad saying that the NBA and MBA PA, MB, MBPA Play Association agreed to new COVID protocols for Christmas holidays. Daily testing, increased use of masks. Okay. Let's hope that that does something to uh, settle things down. Um, yeah, Hartenstein, up 19%, really good. is up 17%. Unfortunately, he is now in the health and safety protocol, so you can go ahead and drop him. Nick Claxton's a great add, up 15%. Terrence Ross is a great add, up 15%. Um, Frank Jackson, up 14%. I guess more for points leagues than category leagues. Kyrie Irving, still people adding him. I, I honestly don't think that we're particularly close to Kyrie returning. I think he will play this year, but probably not until March is my guess. And then Eric Gordon, up 12%, which is a good add, given that he was back from his rest. And then if we look at the players who were dropped in the most leagues, Terence Davis, he's now in health and safety protocols. He's down um, 20%. Alexander Walker, down 19. Yep, clear drop. Herb Jones, down 15. I I agree with that. I don't think he's a must roster 12-team league guy. The Discman, CeeDee Arsman, he's down 13. Well, I think that he's worth adding with a Coro out. Malik Monk, down 13. It could be a big opportunity for him if he is out of COVID protocols and other guys are uh, are back in them now. There's a chance for him. So maybe he could be a streamer. Baisley down 12, Beasley down 12, and Bagley down 12. And I didn't put those guys next to each other on purpose. That is literally their percentages. They're all 12-team drops pretty clearly. And uh, Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews down 10%. Yeah, look, that bubble is bursting for him pretty clearly. And he's not just not going to have the long-term value that you would hope uh, that someone would have. So let's go on to the games. The Pistons. And the Indiana Pacers, first game for the day. Detroit loses 113-122. But we've got to talk depressed penis, Sadiq Bey. Because let's be honest, he's been really bad this year. But he was great. 46 fantasy points, 28 points, 10 boards, 3 triples, 5 assists. 7 of 7 from the line, most free throw attempts on the team. Led the team in usage, shot 53%. Everything came together so well for him in this game. I'm not going to say it was because he wore a headband, but I'm also not not going to say that. He was great. uh, Is he a must-roster player? No. He's 175th this this season. But the opportunity is clearly there, and it really depends on who you're holding on your roster as to whether you're going at him. I don't mind it. I just don't think that he's got to be a must-roster guy. Cade Cunningham, the old sly hog himself. My name is Richie Cunningham. 19-6-4, one steal, two blocks. Fill that up across the board. While Frankie Jackson dropped in 18 points with nothing else, as usual. Three threes are nice. Should we talk about Saban Lee? Yeah, we will, because I'm in control of what I'm talking about. So let's talk about him. 21 minutes, 11 points, five assists, three steals. You could make the argument, pretty easy one, that he's better than Killian Hayes at this point. Uh, He's already overtaken Corey Joseph. I would add him in all 14-team leagues. I would be heavily considering it in 12-team leagues as just a flyer. See what happens. Do I think they'll give up on Killian Hayes and start Saban? No. I don't think that'll happen. But yeah, he's producing enough to be interesting. Hamadou Diallo is not a 12 10 league guy. I think that's always been evident. 12 points in 25 minutes, while Hayes was terrible. Two points in 29. Um, Alf Stewart, the flaming Galah. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming Galahs. He had some foul trouble, hence the low minutes. 9-9, nine and nine, rough, rough night from him. I still think he's a hole, but if you're in a shallow league, you're getting rid of him might be the correct decision. For the Pacers, Karis Levert is firing up. Now, before this game, um, now what's Shams tweeting about the same thing that Woj did. All right, cool. Um, Malcolm Brogdon was out, so that does boost everyone. But 38 minutes for Karis, 31 points, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block on 67% shooting. Obviously really good. 49 fantasy points. He's top 50 in fantasy category leagues at the moment over the last two weeks. He's still outside the top 110 for the season because of how bad he was. But the back looks all right. He's firing. I would be attempting to sell high, but these are good numbers. Miles Turner had 16 and 7 with four blocks, whilst Sabonis, without Brogdon, still no usage, man. And that's without Ricarlo coaching as well. Under 18%. 12, 9, and 6. Now, prior to this, he'd been playing well. 10th ranked player over the last two weeks, but this is like back to the good, the bad old days of beginning of the year. Um, I don't think we'd sell or trade or buy low or anything like that with him. Just watch it. Duarte moved back to the bench with Holiday starting. One of his better games, 15, 9, and 4, but 39% shooting He's outside the top 150 this year. Look, he's fine to have, but he's absolutely not a must. While Holiday had 17 in 26 minutes. And Brad Wanamaker, that's only a deeper league one. He started in place of Brogdon. We don't know how long Brogdon's going to be out. Six points, two steals for Brady there. While Brissett, another 20-minute game, just the nine points. I think he's only just a very, very deep league guy. Interestingly, they played Tory Craig instead of Keelan Martin. Martin was a DMP CD, while Craig had five points in his 12 minutes of action. The second game, the Philadelphia 76 is another embarrassing loss against the Brooklyn Nets. They go down 114-105. Embiid, 32-9-6 on a back-to-back. Big minutes, big usage. Great numbers from him. Like, there's no no, um, no issues there. Like, just great stuff from him. Seth Curry was also good. 29 points, four assists, and three threes on 62%. But the rest of the team was bad. Tyrese Maxey was a late scratch with a quad contusion. So they started Shake Milton in his place. Shake, shake, shake. He, he was adequate, but when your point guard gets zero assists, it's pretty tough. 13 points, two triples, two steals, and a block, 39% shooting. I don't believe he's a very good player. I wouldn't be rushing to add him in 12s. And the Thick Hogsman. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Toby Harris, just another absolute stinker. 18% shooting, 11, 7, and 5, no threes, no defensive stats. He is a buy low, but it's really bad. Like he's just performing horribly at the moment. Outside the top 70 this season, he had yeah reliably been like a top 50, top 40ish sort of guy. Nah, it's just way off for him. And we thought he'd get a real boost without Simmons and bump his usage up, but no, nothing's happening, man. Like he's just bad. They did switch Danny Green in as a starter again for Matisse Thibel. Theibel played 18 minutes. He got his two steals. That's what he does. He gets steals. Well, Danny Green had a steal and a block, and that's what he does. These are not 12-team league players. These are streamable guys or deeper league options. For the Nets, they were without everyone again. They did sign Langston Galloway, and he played. And then after the game, they signed James Ennis, and they signed— oh, I love it. They signed Big Shaq Harrison. It's big Shaq. For the hardship exception. Exemption? Exemption. I don't think they're going to have any real impact, but they're there. What it does is it reduces the impact of some of the other players. Durant was amazing again, 34-11-8. While Claxton only played 22 minutes, had 17 points, which was great. Two steals and two blocks, which was also great, but only two rebounds? What's going on there? The 89% shooting is awesome. He's a great stream. Um, Blake Griffin, we talked about earlier, if he plays the back-to-back, it's great. 17-9. And Kessler Edwards played 33 off the bench again, 9-7. and seven. Nothing as good as last game, but still solid. While uh, David Duke remains starting. What should I change? He's the one who sucks. Six points in 32 minutes for him. He's not really a 12-team league guy. I would have Edwards over him, Griffin over him, Claxon over him, and Cam Thomas, who bounced back with 11-4-4 four four in 25 minutes. I think they need to play Thomas more than that, but this was good. Galloway played 9, and Sharp played 13. While Paddy Mills was eh, not great. 14 points, 4 threes. Mills will not, I don't think remain as a 12-team league player as the season moves on. I just don't think that he will, but yeah, that's fine. Good for him. Good luck to him in his life. I just, yeah, he's a great great bloke, great Australian. I just don't think he's going to remain a must-roster 12-team league player over the course of this season. But I'll tell you what he is must-roster. You know what it is, it's built Bar. Because at Christmas time, we all need protein. We all need fuel. We all need something delicious as well. Who doesn't want to treat themselves when you're out there treating others? built Bar is the answer. It is the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. Awesome stuff. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need to bust down the mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. That is literally what it says in the copy. So you know they can't be lying. People are so passionate also about their built Bar flavors. What's your favorite? You want to fight me about it? Cookies and cream is the goat, and if you don't like it, I'm gonna jam them in your ears, and then you get to taste them because they'll be delicious, no doubt. Because they're built bar. Built bar is low in carbs, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, but also high in protein. What a combination that is. So head to built.com, use the promo code locked15, and you can save 15% off your boxes and boxes of built bar. Built bar, it is built different. Better line as you covered all season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before as football season continues its march towards the playoffs. And BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of your sports action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile device, or use your mobile device, sorry, and sign up today using our code LOCKEDON and get a welcome deposit bonus of 50% from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or write to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait, take advantage of all of the great offers they have for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, that's good stuff. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. It is the Rockets. They hosted the New York Knicks and the Knicks get the win easy, 116-103. Interesting stuff with um, Mitch Robinson. Rich Robinson says, "I'll take it from here." I, that's what we had hoped for for him for ages. 30 minutes, 17 and 9 with three blocks on 100% shooting. Do I want to trust it? No. Is it appealing to go and grab him? Sure. That was really good. Don't trust it, but good. Manuel quickly, 32 minutes, 24.7 triples, four assists, a steal, and a block. Derek Rose left this game due to ankle soreness. I would add quickly. I would also be really looking at the bloke who replaced him. And I think what's interesting, there was no Barrett, no Grimes, no Knox, no Toppin. Rose went out. And Kemba Walker didn't play a single second. Juice McBride, a rookie, played 36 minutes. 15 points, 9 assists, 4 steals, 2 triples. I liked McBride in the draft. I thought it was ridiculous that he went in the second round. I had no faith that Thibodeau would play him. And here we are, getting played. Um... Do we add him? I think in a 14-team league, I don't mind taking that flyer on juice. And in a 12, if Rose is out, yeah, he is a 12. Alec Burks, another horrible shoe. night. I think that's going to get better for him. It has to. Nine points with nine boards, but he has fallen off a bit. While Randall had 21-6 and 6. The real interest there, though, is quickly and McBride. Very interesting stuff. I would add quickly in 12s, and I would add McBride in 14s, and I would consider him in 12s. Noel played just 18 minutes to drop him. Like He's, he's garbage. While Fournier had 23 points, but not one rebound the bastard had. One. Three assists with three threes. The scoring's really nice, but I don't trust it in a 12-team league. I'd rather they just play quickly and McBride and those blokes and not worry. I know they sunk a lot of money into Fournier, but play these other guys. They're just more fun. I think there might be better players as well. For the Rockets. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's talk about El Perrin Shingun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. He was really bad today. Like he was. This is what happens when you're rookies. One point in 15 minutes. He still blocked two shots, but missed all uh, missed all three of his shots. He was actually really bad. I wouldn't drop him, but he was bad. It also didn't help that Daniel Tice played very well. 33 minutes for Tice, 22 and 10 with two threes and two blocks. Now, I wish they didn't have the opportunity of even starting Tyson, letting him get into a groove, and they just went with Sengun. But it's very hard to fault Stylus in this game because Sengun played poorly. I know that you should be prioritizing development, but he's trying to win games, and it's always the disconnect between coaches and front officers, isn't it? Um, KJ Martin looked really good too. 15-5-5, five five, while the Wild Thing had 20 points and 6 assists. Jay Sean Tate and Joshi Christopher started the second half with the designer Armani Brooks out with an ankle problem. Christopher continues to play well. 14 points, 2 threes and 2 steals, but Wood, Porter and Green and House are all on the sidelines. Does Christopher even play when those guys come back? I don't know. Garrison Matthews, seventeen and 7 solid. I don't think he has value as we go long-term. I would hold him over Brooks. Brooks is a clear drop, while Gordon had 5 points and 9 assists in 30 minutes. Gordon is. I'd have Gordon as a 12-team league guy over Garrison Matthews, though, but pretty disappointing from Shengun. Impressive from Tice, not adding him. Um, good stuff from Tate and solid stuff from Josh Christopher. All right, let's do the last game of the night now. The Wizards, they go down again to the Phoenix Suns. They are really, really struggling. Lost seven of their last eight, the Wizards. 98-118. We saw Kyle Kuzma back in the starting lineup here, of course, but since Spencer Dinwiddie was out resting, he was replaced by Aaron Holiday. Kuzma was really bad. Four points in 27 minutes. No threes, three rebounds, three assists. I know Kuzma's been a fantasy asset this year. I do not believe he will be a must-roster 12-team league guy, and if you want to move on, there's nothing wrong with it. And the same goes for Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who had nine points in 28 minutes. Had a little stretch. Fine to have him. Move on if you need to. Holiday in his replacement of Dinwiddie, I don't know why I said it that way, 11 points in 19 minutes, and that was alright, got into some foul trouble, but he's not a useful player, while Beal played 31 minutes before the blowout really set in, or before garbage time. 26 points. Can't hit free throws anymore for some reason. But at least the scoring has gone up. Still remains a buy low, but really struggling. Well, Avdiar was probably their most impressive player, I would say. 14-4-4 four four with two steals. And Harrell had 12-7 and seven in 26 minutes. But he did play garbage time. So he got those four or five minutes of garbage time at the end. I, with how Harrell's playing, I know this is a solid enough game. I don't think he's must roster. I think you probably do want to roster him. But again, if you don't want to hold, then don't hold him. 20 minutes for Dan Gafford. Scoreless, 0-3 from the field. That's a really bad night. He blocked a shot. Not at his best. Still top 75 over the last two weeks. And he's a clear hold to me over Harrell, but not his best performance. For the Suns, they just kept everyone's minutes low. McGee, in just 16 minutes, had 17-8 with two steals. A permanent monster. Aiton had 15-10 and in and 24. Chris Paul, 12-5-6 in 24 minutes. I don't really think there's much to take away from this game. Maybe that Mikhail Bridges is still struggling. 11 points on 10 shots. If you're in a 10-team points league, I think he's a drop. Even in a 12-team points league, just have a look at where he ranks. He's probably going to be on the borderline for you in a points league. In a category league, I would hold on. But it's been pretty rough. Like He hasn't been able to really elevate his game and take it to another level. The lines of the night for today. The monstrous. It does go to Kevin Durant. All right, that's good stuff. The waiver wire line of the night. Goes to Emmanuel quickly, who I do think's a 12-team ad. The young gun of the night is the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay, and the dud of the night is the future MVP, Kyle Kuzma. You can drop him if you want. The top 10 players in category leagues for today: Durant at one, Bay at two, Mitch Robinson at three, Emmanuel quickly at four, Juice McBride at five, Daniel Tice at six, Embiid seven, Curry eight, LeVert nine, and Cade Cunningham at 10 your top players who are available on a lot of waiver wires. Um, quickly, 12 ad. Juice McBride, 14. Watch for 12s. Daniel Tice. I didn't really mention this before, but Christian Wood could be back next game, and Tice might not play a single second, so don't worry about that. Claxton's a 12-team streamer. Avdi is like a 16-teamer. <clears throat> KJ Martin's like a 16-teamer, but watch, he's pushing forward. Shamit is just deep league star. Frank Jackson's like a 14-teamer. Christopher's a watch as well, and Blake Griffin has some 12-team stream ability. And then... To look at points leagues, the top performers there today were Durant, Embiid, Lavert, Bay, McBride, Tice, Curry, Robinson, Cunningham, and Miles Turner. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Like it, share it, subscribe it. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.